Hello, and welcome to the Macro Photo Show. Today, I have a special guest. He's been doing macro photography for about two decades, and he has taught macro photography at the Create Photography Retreat. You might know him as one of the co-creators of Photog Adventures podcast and YouTube channel. Um, I'd like to welcome Brendan Porter to the podcast. Hey, Mark. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's great to have you on. Yeah. Um, and you've got a, a lot of really interesting ways of approaching macro uh, photography. And mm, yeah. um, so one the thing we're going to talk about today is uh, macro landscapes. But first, let me tell people how they can find you. Okay. So um, if you want to check him out, you can go to his website, brendanporter.com. Or you can check him out on Instagram. He's uh, brendan.porter. Check him out. It's got a lot of really great pictures. Yeah, I try to post as um, a few times a week, actually, on Instagram and, and on my Facebook. I usually try to share the same on Facebook and Instagram. So, Okay. Yeah. So how did you get started in uh, in macro photography then? Well, like you said, uh, a couple of decades ago, I uh, I bought my <laughs> uh, my first digital camera, which was a Diamage uh, 7, which is a 5 megapixel Minolta camera. Okay. And uh, it, I, I'm pretty sure it was like a one... 0.6 or 1.8 crop factor. I mean, it was like, you know, or maybe even smaller. I don't even know, but super small sensor, had a lot of noise, but man, that thing was, had some decent glass for being just a big old plastic camera, you know? Great. And uh, so, yeah, I think I took that thing everywhere. And, uh, and once I realized that it could do like this little macro switch on the end of the lens, then I could actually like zoom in a little bit more and get some focus on some close up objects. I, I fell in love. I thought this was amazing new world to me, uh, for photography. So it was really, really fun to get started that way. Great. Yeah. Um, my, my first, uh, film camera was a Minolta. So yeah, Minolta yeah. really had some good glass for a while there. They did. They did. And even, even my next camera was a Sony cause Minolta just sold the, the camera division to Sony. Okay. And so my very next camera upgrade from that was a Sony like a 300, I think. And so I've actually had a, a couple of Sony cameras that, you know, led me from the Minolta into the Sony lineup for a little while. And then, then I switched to Canon shortly after that. So, okay. So you're not still in Sony, you're, you're in Canon now. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that does the Sony a mount. So it's a totally different system. And so, mm -hmm. uh, when, when the T2i came out and it had video capabilities, that's what switched me over to, to Canon at the time to, to do video okay. T2i and T3i series. So. Okay, yeah. that sounds great. So, what what gear are you using now to do your your macro photography? So, I'm still in the Canon uh, world. So, I use all all my all my stuff as Canon gear. My main body is a 5D Mark III, and I've got uh, a couple of uh, macro specific lenses. So, the 100 millimeter macro uh, from Canon, uh, the okay. L series, and that's a really nice, lightweight, and great little macro lens. And I just recently picked up the uh, EP EMP sixty five or whatever that model is. I'm sure I just totally <laughs> murdered that name on that thing, but yeah, but mm -hmm. that's a cool that's a cool lens. I was just playing with that the other night as well. So yeah, that goes up to five x magnification, right? Yeah, it does, and okay. it's really crazy when you get to that magnification level. I mean, you move that thing just a hair, and, you, and you're looking at a whole different thing sometimes. So I'll bet it's crazy. I'll bet that that's got to have a pretty steep learning curve to it. It does. I'm still figuring out some of it. So, um, yeah, 
But even with my regular lenses, I can pop up. Uh, what I really enjoy is my 50 millimeter. I've got a 51.4 okay. and I just throw in uh, the 31, ex- 31 millimeter extension tube. Mm-hmm. And man, that just looks phenomenal. Just great. So I have a lot well, of fun with that lens too. Good. Yeah. One I use a lot is just my uh, kit lens with the extension tube on it. And mm-hmm. it's uh, about a 55 millimeter and this it gets some really fun stuff. Yeah, exactly. I think 50 millimeters is a good, a good starting point. Most people have a nifty 50 or something like that in their, in their camera mm-hmm. bag. So it's yeah. a great focal length to get started in macro. Oh yeah. And those extension tubes really punch up at uh, the magnification factor at a 50 millimeter. Yeah. So. And I've even got some, um, so when I was doing my macro class at the create photography, I actually bought some stuff like the screw on filters and some more extension tubes and stuff that I could actually share with my class. So they could actually okay. put it on their gear and actually practice using it and then i would just answer questions when they popped up and it was just a really fun really fun experience uh, yeah that sounds like it would be a really great experience um yeah I, i've always wanted to go to the create photography retreat but it's just always been out of the budget so yeah um the next time it's in the east coast they, did, they do east coast west coast every other year so mm-hmm. they did vegas this last spring and then this year they're doing it in uh, north carolina so or south carolina one of the Carolinas. And so yeah. hopefully, hopefully everything goes through this summer's, you know, hopefully the, the whole virus thing calms down and we can get back to being okay to travel and do conventions and stuff. And hopefully they're still fine for that date, which is in September. So. Yeah, that would be really nice. Yeah. yeah I was hoping that the next time when they come out back West, um, hopefully, hopefully I'll be able to make it then. Yeah, that'll be 2021 and you should definitely try to make it because it's, it's a really fun experience. I mean, if there's something you want to learn that's not – so say you want to do some portraiture but you've never done it before ever, it's the mm-hmm. perfect place to go and learn because they've got the professionals right there to answer any questions. they got all the things set up. they got professional models, backgrounds, flash. You just jump in there and just start taking pictures and it's just super awesome, really fun. Great. That sounds really like a really fun, great experience. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Yeah. One of the things that you've been doing uh, a lot more lately um, is something you've been calling macro landscapes. Um, kind of explain what that is, because I'm sure a lot of people have very different, you know, when you think of that phrase, it probably brings different things to mind for different people. Yeah. I mean, right off the bat, you think macro landscape would be something you'd either create like at home or in a studio and actually create a landscape and take a macro shot of that, which is totally cool and doable. And that mm-hmm. would be considered a macro landscape. But what I found myself is out when I was out doing a lot of milky photography uh, with photog adventures, I often had a lot of opportunities to shoot, you know, sunrise or sunset during that time and just, and just falling in love with, with this landscape photography in general, you know? Yeah. And so I found myself in a landscape environment shooting a sunset and then i'd look down at my feet and be like that thing looks awesome i have to get down on the ground and shoot this thing and so i would shoot a landscape picture but in a macro with a macro lens or a macro environment in a landscape environment so like during sunset actually get down on the ground and shoot something really small and it still has that beautiful light. It still has that amazing, you know, it's all blurred out in the background, but you can see mm-hmm. that that amazing light still there and a, and a cool background. And it's just, I don't know, just taking landscape and then enjoying the small things in that natural landscape environment. Great. Yeah. Um, you just 
you just uh, went out to the salt flats um, here mm-hmm. in Utah a little while ago, and you had some pictures of, of some salt crystals um, with with that really nice natural light on them. That was uh, that was really cool. Okay, so uh, so I went to the salt flats with Drew, and we did a sunset shoot. And as we were walking out to the water, I looked down and I noticed that there's this footprint in the in the like the muddy salty sand, and it was growing these really interesting crystals that I had never seen form before and they just looked really interesting and so what i did is i made a mental note to myself and said okay i've got to come back for this footprint because i don't Mm -hmm. have time now but i've got to come back for this okay so i was able to convince my wife a few days later maybe two or three days later i said hey let's go to the salt to the salt lake and go you know towards at sunset and go play around out there and and that was just the beginning of the whole you know, COVID lockdown thing. And we'd been home for a few days and getting kind mm-hmm. of stir crazy. So we drove out there and, and sure enough, that footprint was still there and it was pretty much undisturbed. And I was really surprised. So I got down with my hundred millimeter macro lens, just started shooting away as the sun was setting oh, yeah. and really, really happy with the results. Yeah, they were, they were really cool. I really liked that picture. Yeah. One of them turned out really dark and I actually brought that brought the um, shadows up a little bit in that one. And okay. it turned out like really good mood. You got a little bit of that. You could see a little bit of that uh, golden hour light hitting some of those crystals. And I just fell in love with that image. I'm just like thinking, wow, that is just, just loving it. So yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. So do, do you ever go out specifically looking for these types of pictures or is it kind of just you're going out doing other types of landscape photography and just keep this um, in, in the back of your mind of other things to look for while you're out and about? Yeah, it, it's typically it's 80% the time that I'm out just doing regular landscape photography and I'll just spend a few minutes looking down at my feet or looking around me for interesting, cool things to shoot a macro. So, I mean, one day I was going for a hike near my house at these, this uh, little stream that has these really cool little waterfalls. And it was uh, early winter, maybe late fall, early winter. And okay. it was the first snow. And it was still really cold up there. And ice was forming in these really interesting crystal sh- uh, shardy shapes. And in uh, one of the beginning parts of the hike, and I thought, wow, that is just amazing. When I'm done hiking i'm gonna come back and get this you know shot yeah and so i so i make another mental note like i'm gonna put on my 100 millimeter macro when i come back and i'm gonna shoot this thing on my way back so okay yeah usually it's one of those things where i'm out with another agenda and i just happen to serendipitously find something cool to shoot macro or just you know i've just kind of made a habit of myself of looking around for small objects that are cool to shoot so it's kind of like you uh, notice something and you make a note of it and then you just go back as, as soon as you can in order to capture yeah. that. Yeah. Cause okay. I'm usually, it's usually on the way of doing something else that I had planned, you know? And so, mm-hmm. and usually when you're done with that thing, then you can go back and, and shoot your macro shots. But sometimes it just happens to be got plenty of time and you're in the middle of the desert. You're like, Hey, you know what? This rocks look super awesome. I'm going to mm-hmm. put on my macro lens and start shooting. Cause it's the middle of the day, you know, and landscape's not that appealing in the middle of the day. So, Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can do other cool stuff like macro photography at that time. Yeah, so do you usually take make sure you have a macro lens in your bag when you're out doing your yeah. your landscape stuff? Yeah, always. It's just okay. it's just in my kit all the time. Yeah, and that's the great thing about extension tubes is they're like so light that there's almost yeah. no excuse not to have an extension tube in your kit, you know, and have it with you all the time. 
because you just pop it on, whether you have a hundred or a 50 or 85 or whatever, just pop it on and you're in the macro mm-hmm. world, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what, what are what are your favorite things to look for um, that would really grab your attention when you're out and about, you know, you're setting up for a sunset shot? What would you, what would you be able to see that would say, oh, wait, no, I'm going to start doing this macro um, out here instead of the sunset that I had planned? Yeah. Um, it really just depends. Sometimes it's just a really cool, like dead tree and the texture of it, you know, the, that, you know, that dead desert bark that just oh, gets yeah. gray and has amazing character. It could be something like that, or just a knot in a tree could be super interesting and awesome. Or, you know, sometimes insects, you see, you look down and there's a beetle walking across your path. You're like, Hey, little beetle, yeah. you're going to be in my landscape shot now. You know, I'm going to focus yeah. on you. <laughs> yeah. And so you just never know. Um, I just keep an open mind and just keep my eyes open and, and look for interesting things. It's just kind of like, I guess it's just dialed in. It's just something I've always done. Okay. So it's just making it a, a regular practice. Um, Cause I know you get out and, and take pictures uh, several times a week. And so I, I, it's just a matter of repetition for yeah. you at this point. Yeah, just even just like this week, I haven't I haven't gone out even once I think this week, and so I've just been shooting at home. So I've done some you know oil and paint and some and you know setting up my blue and red LED lights so I could do some ice that I found in the freezer mm-hmm. the other day, and I just really love the results of just the ice look, looked amazing, you know. Yeah, sometimes those things you wouldn't think about when you get on you know zoomed in at a macro level, you really um, get some interesting textures. Oh yeah, for sure. It's really, it's really fun to find the the little details in like uh, seeds or like the the best kind of seeds are the maple, the maple tree seeds that are coming out right now. They have so much character. They're like veins and they almost oh. look like little wings, you know? Mm-hmm. So I've got maple trees in my backyard and my side and the side of my house. And, and every year I see these things. And I mean, one day my kids picked a bunch of them up off the ground and put them in the dirt, almost like a little maple seed tree graveyard with these little wings popping up out of the ground. <laughs> and I'm just looking at the window one day and the, and the sun was, uh, it was, it was morning time. The sun was coming at an angle. It must've been around 11, like 10 or 10 o'clock in the morning ish kind of thing. Okay. And the light was just hitting these. And I look over, I'm just like, what is that? And so I walk outside and I see the light was just shining perfectly on these little seeds sticking out <laughs> out of the ground. And I knew my kids had put them in there and I thought, this looks amazing. So I ran back inside, grabbed my, grabbed my camera with my macro lens and just started shooting because the light was backlighting these things. It just looked, it just looked amazing. And so I don't even know if I've shared that picture or not, but I just really love the way that those pictures turned out. Well, that, that sounds really interesting. Yeah. I would love to see that one. I, I can't remember seeing that one. So, um, yeah, that would be really cool. Um, so you, you talked about your, uh, your blue and your red light. Do you, do you ever take lighting with you when you're out doing your, um, you're walking around for your, your landscape photography? Do you ever take any type of lighting with you that you might then use in your macro photography when you're out and about? Yeah, it's a good question. Cause I usually do have some kind of lighting on me. Um, whether mm-hmm. it's like a little, like Lytra light, like a little cube light, or, um, I don't, I don't typically carry my little ring light that goes over my lens. That's just great for macro. Uh, mm-hmm. I usually keep that at home and take that around the yard to shoot bugs and okay. stuff. But when I'm out in nature, 
I use either my phone or a little cube light or something that I already have on hand. And usually uh, it's just the natural light that I usually just end up using is just the sunlight really most of the time. Okay. Do you, you carry any type of reflector or anything with you? No, usually I don't. Um, I do have some reflectors, but I, I usually don't use those uh, when I'm out just shooting landscape. I just happen to just use a natural light and uh, and just shoot that way. I, you have reflectors I use for shooting like people, but not, not really small okay. objects. Gotcha. Um, just had to ask because, you know, lighting is, you know, photography is all about capturing that light. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, I, I try to keep a couple of those cube lights on me um, just in my uh, in my kit bag mm-hmm. um, as I'm out and about just, just in case because you never know. They come in pretty handy. Yeah, I mean, I used my phone, for instance, one time when we were at Death Valley uh, with Jeff Peterson and we were out shooting Milky Way and landscape and – when we came across this tiny little, I don't even know how tall it was, maybe four inches tall, this little dead tree that tried to grow four inches and then just died. <laughs> and so, oh. and it was out in like this muddy, the mud cracks, you know, in this mud crack area. And mm-hmm. we were already out at night and he had his truck, somebody had a side light. I think we had set up a side light for trying to light up the the foreground for Milky Way. But, it, but okay. the mountain was so far distance that I saw this little tree and I'm just like, hey, Jeff, I'm going to shoot this little tree. So I got down on my <laughs> belly, put my camera in the dirt and shot up and got this tree with the Milky Way behind it. And oh, so nice. that was like a macro. So that's what I thought. Like, this is a macro landscape. I'm, this is a macro Milky Way. Like, this is crazy. I don't know. This is the first time I've ever done this. So, and we did that a couple of years yeah. ago. And it just, it was just a really fun. Cool. So did you take um, two images and and blend them together then? Like one for the, uh, for the tree and then one for the Milky Way? Yeah, I, I kind of tried to do that. Um, the image was, for some reason, the tree was like, uh, I actually ended up trying to do like a focus stack actually. And because mm-hmm. the tree actually moved a little bit, which is kind of funny. But when it comes to lighting, yeah. I actually use my phone for the light because I needed, because the tree was really dark and the foreground was dark. And even though I was low facing up, I just needed a little bit of light on the foreground, a little bit of light to hit the tree mm-hmm. just to brighten up a little bit. So I'd whip my phone out and I turned the orange, you know, the dark mode on and, and got as, uh, as bright as I could get it without being overkill. And I just set the phone right off to the side of me, to the left side, and just shined a nice little glow on this tree, just enough to get it to light up a little bit. And it worked out pretty well. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. So I've had to use my phone a couple of times at night when it comes to lighting foreground objects when I don't have any extra light or light panel. Just you can turn up the brightness on your phone and it's actually pretty good little light panel your phone can be. So. Well, yeah, that makes sense. It's a pretty good, uh, pretty good size screen mm-hmm. and it can get pretty bright. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been creative um, a little bit in that in that area. <laughs> As probably most <laughs> photographers have, you got to be creative sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah, um you got to be a problem solver. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. And what tips would you give people for um macro landscape photography? Um I don't know, it's kind of a serendipitous kind of style. It just kind of seems to happen when I'm out and so um I would just say the best thing I could say is just always be prepared to have the opportunity. So if you don't have a macro lens, buy a little set of macro tubes and just put them on and don't be afraid to experiment. A lot of times we just just get kind of hung up and get caught Mm -hmm. in a moment and we don't sometimes look down at our own feet or notice the small things around us. And so that that would be my biggest thing is just be prepared either either buy a, a discounted cheap 
you know, hundred millimeter macro lens or something along those lines. Like, cause you can get used ones for about a yeah. hundred, 200 bucks or something. Um, yeah. and they're super fun and they're really useful lenses, uh, otherwise, cause they do everything at hundred millimeters. They could be great portrait lenses too. So, you know, yes. pick up a macro lens. If you have, if you're inclined to, if you're, if you really can't afford it, buy a little macro extension tube kit because it's only like $20 or so. And they're really great. Yeah. And they put you in a yeah, whole other area, a whole nother, I don't know, perspective of what you're looking at. It's just, I don't know. It's just really fun. And it's enough, something else fun to do, if, especially if you get skunked. If you go to a place and it's not what you expected or the weather's not mm-hmm. right or, you know, or somebody ruined it, you know. <laughs> yeah. So you, there's there's definitely, I mean, you drive two hours and you don't get what you want. That's it's really sucky. So a macro is a really great like plan B. Yeah. Yeah, and those extension tubes, that's I always recommend those for anybody that wants to get started in, in macro photography because for those exact reasons, yeah. they're cheap. They can turn any lens into a macro lens and they're, they're just l- really versatile. Yeah, and it's a really fun and it's a really fun version. It's I don't know, I don't know if this version is the right way, but it's a really fun way of shooting photography. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. What's the biggest lesson you've learned about photography from doing um macro work? Oh, um Lighting really is important. Uh, that's why I've mostly relied on, you know, outside light uh, for macro when you're doing daytime stuff. There's plenty of light from the mm-hmm. sun because when you're shooting macro, you've got to be at a really high f-stop usually because the focus plane gets really, really thin, yeah. really fast, you know. And so, yes, it does. if you can't go to f, if you can't go higher than f sixteen, you could have a, you could run into problems. I mean, some lenses go to f thirty two, and even the macro world, yeah. that's still just like being at f four. I mean, it's ridiculous. So, um, mm-hmm. it's really interesting how that works once you put on that extension tube or put on a macro lens or, or something like that. So, um, so getting that light and enough light has been one of the biggest challenges sometimes because especially if you're out in the nature and you don't have your tripod set up for macro and you're just freehanding it like usually you got to put your mm-hmm. camera really down low and use something like a rock to prop up your lens which i've done before like you're shooting something on a log and if you put your lens straight yeah. down from the body to the le- to the you know to the log it's you're you're not in the right you know compositions all off so you gotta have find yeah. something to support your lens and uh, something like a platypod would be great, I think, for macro. It's just a little tiny tripod, and but even that could be too high still with the once you put a ball head on there. So you really yeah, gotta. I've wanted to try one of those. Yeah, and, and they look really cool, and they're super small, and you could easily put it, it, it put, add it to your bag, and it's not a big deal. And um, yeah, so something like that could be really great because most big tripods are really hard to do macro because most of the stuff you find a macro is on the ground or on a log or something you know that you're walking on or near. And so yeah. it's hard to get leaves, but you know, leaves and flowers can be fun once you're using your tripod and they can be a lot easier. But honestly, most of the time, I'm, I'm going to say 50, 50, if you're not shooting macro in, in your studio at home, you're going to be free hold, free handing it, you know? And so yeah. getting enough light and setting your ISO and getting your settings right. So you can get a good sharp image, um, bugs, you know, they move and you gotta, you gotta get that snap that shot and freeze that moment and uh yeah. it's it could be really that could be a really big challenge sometimes yeah yes it um definitely can be challenging so that's why i recommend snails if you're going to shoot any bugs snails because they move so slow you can <laughs> nail those guys get it just right you know 
Yeah, those were some of the first bugs I, some of my first um, living subjects for macro were snails. The snails are so, great because they have a lot of, they can oh, have yeah. a lot of personality too. It's just, they're fun to shoot. Yes. And and their shells can actually be very um, colorful when you, when you get them lit up. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I shot a bunch of snails a few years ago at my house and I haven't really seen a whole lot of since then, but, uh, but ladybugs, of course, every summer are fun to shoot and yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much for being on the show. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to mention before I just cut you off? So, yeah, th- what what I would say is my, you know, um, last words of advice, I guess, is to don't be afraid to experiment. Don't be afraid to buy, you know, that uh, $40, you know, uh, lens, screw on lens that, you know, turns your any lens into a macro thing. I've got a, yeah. I've got a couple of those kits, you know, just basically just adds a magnifier to, to your lens. And yeah. uh, there are some really high quality ones that I've actually just picked up recently. And I was really surprised that they're af- oh. they're affordable and you can actually stack all four of those things together and get crazy magnification, you know? Really? Yeah. And I'm, and I'm sure your chromatic aberration is going to be like through the roof, but still, you know, have fun with it because yeah. you're not looking for like perfection necessarily. The macro mm-hmm. world and macro photography is all about exploring the the normal things of life and making them big and seeing what's cool and interesting about that, you know? Yeah. So if anything, I would just say, you know, invest a little bit, get started. It's really cheap to buy extension tubes and get into the world of macro and start experimenting. And then once you catch, if it catches you and you really end up loving it, then you can make the investment and spend a couple hundred dollars on a, on a specific lens, um, do your research, watch some reviews and see uh, what's what, but yeah, having a 50 millimeter with an extension tube, you can do a lot of fun, cool stuff with that. Yes, you, you definitely can. Hey, I, I really appreciate you being on the show. Yeah, um, I appreciate it too. Thank you. Yeah. Um, hopefully we'll be able to have you on again in the future. Yeah. Anytime. I, so. I love doing macro and I've been doing a lot more of it lately and, uh, I'm excited to share more with, uh, with the guys on Instagram and on Facebook. So yeah, just look for me there. All right. We will. All right. Well, uh, thank you everybody for tuning in to the Macro Photo Show and uh, we'll talk to you again real soon. Thanks, Mark. See you later. Bye. Bye.